Now you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast with just a search, Faith Temple Cog. Listen on the go with your favorite streaming platforms, like YouTube, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, Facebook, and Anchor Podcasts. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. Elder Lance Wright is going to bring the word tonight. He's got an on-time word for us, and then he's going to minister over each person individually. Elder Wright, go ahead. Amen. Thank you, uh, Bishop, for allowing me to come again. <laughs> like I said, I was here last week waiting, and nobody brought me into the Zoom. I'm like, uh... But um, <laughs> I just get um, let's give God the glory for that. Um, here doing uh, traveling, I was out of town earlier uh, this week, and I came back in town, and I'm gonna leave tomorrow to go back down to well, go to the north side. But I was listening to um, maybe uh, I guess it was two, three weeks ago now to Brother Fry when he was speaking and what he was saying and in the midst of me doing my classwork and all of that and writing stuff, God kind of gave me something in the midst of all of that and uh, if you want to we go to Second Kings chapter 22 and I would be it's the basically the whole chapter, but I'm that could be going in and out on different things of that chapter. And um verse one says that Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned thirty and one years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedediah, and uh, the daughter of Iadiah. And then we skip down to verse eight. And it says, Hiskiah, the high priest, said unto Shephan, the scribe, I have found the book of the laws in the house of the Lord. And Hiskiah gave the book to Shephan, and he read it. Skip down to verse 10, and it says, Shephan, the scribe, showed the king, saying, Hiskiah, the priest, has delivered me a book and Shepharam read it before the king and it came to pass when the king had read the word of the book of the laws that he rent his clothes skip down to verse 13 and it says this is the king saying go ye inquire of the Lord for me and for thy people and for all Judah concerning the word of this book that is found 
For great is the wrath of the Lord that kindles against us, because our fathers have not hearkened unto the word of this book, to do according unto all which is written concerning us. I'm going to skip down some more to verse 18. And I'm going to finish right here. And it says, But to the king, this is the prophet that they went and got, of Judah went sent you to inquire of the Lord. Thus says ye to him, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, as touching the word which thou hast heard. Because thou heart was tender, and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord, when thou heardest what I spake against this place, and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolate and a curse, and hast rent thy clothes and wept before me, I also have heard thee, said the Lord. Behold, therefore I will gather thee unto thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered into thy grave in peace, and thy eyes shall not see all the evil which I will bring forth upon this place. And they brought the king word again. And reading all of that, um, that's to kind of piggyback off what Brother J.R. was saying last week. The title is Rediscover God. Rediscover God. And the, the gist of this lesson was um, the people of Israel after King Solomon the, the kingdom got split into two and every king afterwards that's brought the people farther and farther away from God got to the point that the people didn't even know who God was anymore and we have here, when Josiah became king at the age of eight, God placed people around him that helped him and, and he did what was right in the sight of God. And it came to the point of Josiah wanted to help rebuild and fix up the temple. We, we know we have building funds. We Building funds ain't nothing new. We, we know we think building funds is something that started, but even back in the Bible day, they was having building funds. And the people was meeting at the doors of the temple and they were giving the money and stuff to help build, to help rebuild the uh, temple. And at that point, Hakiah, the priest, I guess he might've went into the pastor study or one of the rooms in, in, the, in the temple. And he found the word of God in the temple he found the word the priest now being in the temple and he found the word of God in the temple and he read it and he got a reconnection with God after he read it when Josiah sent the scribe there he told them I found God's laws and God's word and he gave it to him and he read it and then he got excited and then he went and also gave it, sent it to the king and read it before the king. And when the king heard it, his heart was torn because he realized that he was not doing what God was requiring of him to do. So what did he do? He went and asked for help. He went and asked 
the people to go find the prophets, go and seek God and see what God wants us to do in this situation. And the prophet said, because your heart was tender, because you rent your clothes, when you heard God's word, what God was planning on doing, yet it's still going to happen. It's not going to happen in your timing. It's not going to happen with you. And he had a, a place that he rediscovered God and he put the people back on track and where he wanted the, the people of God to be at. And this is saying to us now as leaders, as people of God, we have a, have a desire to rediscover God. We always, um, I, I say with me, you know, we have a concept of who we think God is. We have a concept of, of who we might think he, uh, want, what, what he wants us to do. We might have a, a, a desire of the things that we feel like God want, placed us to do. And that's all right. And, and I realized something when I was going through this, that the people from... Moses' time, from Abraham' time, from all the kings and all the um, the judges, they never stopped worshiping. They just wasn't worshiping God. That's the thing. They never stopped worshiping. They were just worshiping God. And I feel like sometimes, even us in in church, we can get so uh, caught up in church work. We can get so caught up in church. Um, things that don't really have nothing to do with God. We just do it, you know, making sure, you know, when we had the building, making sure the church was clean, making sure the lights, all the light bulbs was fixed, make sure, you know, that each seat had a fan, you know, make, doing a whole lot of things for the church building. But we don't really do a lot for the person that we go to worship in the church. And sometimes, uh, we, we forget God in the in the concept of we know who God is, but we don't go to worship God. And that's what was going on here. They were still in the temple. They never left the temple. They was in the temple the whole time. But it took someone to say, hey, I want to go and um, redo it, fix up God's house for them to go into the house of God and start cleaning it up from where they found the word of God. Priest there the whole time. And didn't know what God's word was. Can, can you imagine a leader who don't know God, but still doing everything that we're supposed to be doing in the church, still doing all the things that were required of us as leaders, but we don't have a relationship with God. Don't have to rediscover who God was. And that I, I have told people that you know when we go to church on Sundays, we call it a worship service. Well, if you go to uh, have a worship service, the worshiper, which is us, are to do a service for God. It's just like when we go to a restaurant. When we sit down, we are the person that is getting the um, the things, and the server is the one that's is there to there to help supply what we need. The first thing they ask is. How you doing today? May I take your order? What would you like? X, Y, Z. Is the food good? Is everything okay? Is everything okay? Do you need the help? Do you need the more straw? Do you need the more napkins? Can I refill your drink? Anything that you need while you're here in this restaurant, I'm here to serve. 
and we got to realize that when we go to uh, church on Sundays and we are in their worship service, we are the servers. When we go in the church, do we ask God, God, are you pleased with this service? God, is this the song that you want us to sing? God, is this the word that you want us to preach? God, is this the way that you want us to praise you here? Or do we just go there because we have a program? This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to say. And are we only going to be here for an hour because I got somewhere else to go? Or are we, are we there, Father? God, how... How do you feel about this service? God, is this pleasing to you? I'm here to worship you. Is it pleasing to you? I'll be doing what you called us to do here in this service, God. Are we reaching your people like you want us to do? Or are we going to do what we normally do? And then we're going to call it a day. We have to learn to rediscover God. Not who we think God is. Not who we feel who God is. But God himself in the um in his consciousness of who he is not just what we want him to be but who he is and rediscover in josiah when they rediscovered god if you read in the next chapter you see that he changed everything he called everybody he called everybody to the temple and he read the word of God to the people and they made a covenant with God to serve God. We have to understand that that's what God is calling us to do. That let people to bring them in so they can re rediscover who God is. Because we all have a consciousness of who we think God is. But we have to bring it to an understanding of who we think God is. We have so many churches now who don't understand how to bring in the uh, the worship of God they they got to the point now that you know they got smoke machines in the sanctuary they got the um the screens up with the fire and all of that trying to represent the presence of God the smoke in the church to represent the presence of God because they don't know how to usher in God's presence anymore people don't know how to usher in God's presence anymore so now they have an imitation of it now that if we bring the smoke machine and make it feel like God's there if we uh have the the, the cameras in the and the screens with the fire and the doves flying around in the screen while the people are ministering and singing the song, they make you feel like God's presence is there. But God don't have nothing to do with the smoke machine. He don't have nothing to do with what we put on the cameras and on the screen to make you feel comfortable enough to worship God. God is, is God's worship. It's God's service. I, I, I was um, thinking, I think Brother um, Jensen said it uh, earlier about, you know, um, being in service, um, not what the service was a long service. I when he went to hear the um, the kids sing, and I'm that's thinking of me growing up. Yeah, I may not have that experience, but me growing up, Sunday service in church was an all day thing. We went to Sunday school after Sunday school, we had morning worship service. After morning worship service, we did not go home. They have food and stuff prepared for the church. We didn't even go out to eat. They have food for us. We ate. We fellowship. And then we had evening service, which was around 5 o'clock. You know, most people want to do evening service now around 3. But I evening service was around 5 o'clock back then. And then we had another service uh, in the evening service. And by that time, we would get out of the service. It was 8, 9 o'clock at night. We was in church all day long. Okay, because y'all imagine, this how, is how I grew up. Imagine, um that we went to Bible study on Wednesday nights. 
Some churches had services on Friday nights. Saturday, we were there all day. We was young people all day Saturday. We had choir rehearsal. We had YPWW meetings. Everything we did. We was in church all day long. I remember growing up, going to the convocations back in the day. And the services started at 7. And we were so into the service and got the Spirit of God moving. By the time we got out of the services, it was like 11.30, almost midnight. And we didn't feel like we was in church that long. Because the Spirit of God was moving. We didn't have no smoke machines. Won't nobody have no fancy lights um, flashing behind us. But the Spirit of God moved. And we didn't even realize we was in there that long. When we got out, we went to our car. We were like, hmm, it was that late. But the people of God back then had a mind to usher in and bring in God's Spirit. Not trying to um, oppress anybody else. But their whole desire was to usher in God's Spirit. So... When Josiah saw that, and he read the word of God, and he understood the importance of God's word, and then he went and got help and asked him, go to the prophets and see what God is saying to the church. And when he got there, and he got the people together, and then he read the word to the people, and their hearts changed. And not only that, he got rid of everything that was not like God. He got he tore down the temples, he burnt them down. He got rid of all the images oh. of all the idols that were going in the church. Do you realize that we have images and idols in our churches? Sometimes we image and idols. Now I'm not talking about even the physical ones now. Just in our image and the idols of how we think God is and how we think church should go. Uh, uh, Sister uh, Darlene She didn't sing my favorite song today So I can't worship God like that But uh, uh, Jackson he didn't, he didn't play my song today before he preached And I have an issue with that uh, We talking too long Service only supposed to be an hour and a half We still here And I say to myself Me the way I was growing up I don't, yeah, I don't The churches now don't give people time enough To even experience, the, experience God they, they don't give a chance for God to even come in and show up. They, they, they so It's so time restraint now for the people. Now, I'm not saying being in church for 5, 10, 15 hours. I'm not saying that. But we don't even give God a chance to even come in to say hello sometimes. Because we have a program of what we think God is. And if God don't show up in this time, or oh, service won't that good. Oh, I didn't dance. I didn't shout. I didn't move. Service won't that good. But we come in here and have an understanding that we have to rediscover God. We got to put out everything that's in our mind of who we think God is and get back into his word, get back before his face, lay before him and rediscover him and know him for who he really is and not what we think he is, not what we plan in our, uh, in our consciousness of what God is. Because God is more than we can think. God is more than we can imagine, and we can't put God in a box. We can't have him in a little box, and we only open it up when we want to, and then we have to close the box back when we're done with it. They had a consciousness of who God was, but they wasn't serving him. They had the consciousness of who they thought God was, but they wasn't serving him. Like I said, if you go back in, in all the books in the Bible, they never stopped worshiping. Not once. They never stopped worshiping. But they wasn't worshiping God. They was worshiping a formality. They were worshiping other idols in place of God and putting him 
and on, on the lower register and they was having other things in the higher register and they was not acknowledging who God was. They never stopped worshiping. We got that now in, in, in churches. I'm, and I'm trying to um, not be too long, but they, they we have that now that we have a, a desire of what we think worship is. Okay, if, if we sing three songs and one fast song, we, we, we hit it. If 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 we read a certain scripture and, and so and so don't yell and get happy or clap their hands over the spirit of God, and that don't have nothing to do with God. God don't our, our little our our our, our, our or little things that we do don't please God. That don't please God. It's the heart of the matter. If it's our heart that He listens to, it's our heart. It's our heart. Let me go, go back to that to the scripture. When she said, uh, yeah, because it said, because thou heart was tender and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. It's not our singing. It's not how good we, we can do runs and sing. It's not how good we can play the keyboard. It's not good how we can preach and, 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 and do all the huffing and puffing and get everybody yelling and screaming like, preach pastor, preach whoever. And all that don't have nothing to do with God. That's not, that's not church. That's not church. That's what we uh, experience in church. <laughs> but that's not church in the sense of what um, God is there for. If God not in the service, we, we wasted time. If his presence is not there, he wasted time. We could call it a worship service all we want to, but we're not worshiping God in that service. We need to change the name. I heard, I heard one of my uh, 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 former uh, pastors or whatever, that they say, we need to change the marquee. The marquee. Don't call it a worship service. Don't have it on your marquee as a worship service, and you're not worshiping God. Just call it Sunday service. And don't, I take that back. Don't call it Sunday service because you're not, if you're not serving in that, Let's call it, a, a, I don't want to say a show, but, but let's say be this uh, gathering here on Sundays. Because if you're not worshiping God, if you're not serving God, if you're not doing the things that God is requiring of, of us in that, then there's no need to, um, uh, to be there. There's no need to have a, a worship service. But we as people have to rediscover God. And I'm not saying that we. I'm where I'm at because, like I said, every time I'm talking, I'm talking to myself first. This always hitting myself. I got to get to a point that I got to rediscover God. I got to cast out the things in my mind that I think God is because sometimes our imaginations will hold us back from who God is. The things that we experience in our lives will hold us back from who what God is truly is. I, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. That was what's going on with Moses. I God, I, I can't do this. I, I don't have a good speech. I can't do that and this and that and that. And God told him what's in your hand. We got to rediscover who God is. We got to cast down our imaginations of who we think God is and get to the point of God, we want to serve you and worship you. And that when Josiah got that taste, when Josiah heard the word of God, he got to a point where he rented his clothes because I, all my life, I thought I was serving you all my life. I was thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing all my life. I thought I was a good king, but I 
found out, when I got into your word, when I found out, God, when I heard you speak to my heart, I found out that I was nowhere near where you wanted me to be at. I was nowhere near serving you as the God who you are. I'm not even representing you to the point of, 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 of showing who you are through me. Do we represent God really? I know we we, we, we we do that on Sundays, but we'll be out and about. Do we really represent who God is? We'll be out and about. Are we ready to fuss out people or, or do all of that? Will we go to the grocery store if they don't have our favorite item? Are we ready to show out in there? If somebody cuts us off, are we ready to do, say something and do certain things that, that we shouldn't do? do? Are we representing who God is? Are We have to rediscover God, not even in the place of church, but we need to rediscover God in everything we do in our lives, while we're at work, while we're at the grocery store. Everything that we do, we have to get to a point where we have to rediscover God and understand who He is. Understand who He is that we, some of us, we've been church programmed for so long that we know how things uh, flow. I, I told my bishop years, uh, a couple of years ago that, you know, growing up in a and a Pentecostal, black Pentecostal, please, please, please understand what I'm saying. Uh, um, that, you know, the person on the organ, whatever, can hit that certain note. They can hit that note on their organ and the whole church, woo! Don't got nothing to do with God. But we, but 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 they know when to, how to hit certain chords and certain things and timing and all of that, and they get the people stirred up in the church and and everybody moving on in there and all that. That that's, that that don't in the sense that might help God, but they ain't God. They that because of the, the spirit of God moving. But be programmed for that. Be programmed that oh they didn't they didn't uh they dragging the service because the organ didn't hit the the note when they're supposed to hit it. Oh, the pa uh, he didn't. The pastor preaching. He he went up five times and went down two times while he was preaching and and all of that. And I didn't feel it. Cause he didn't go up the seventh time. He didn't hit. No, he didn't pull his ear and grab it and kick it. His feet. Is, I'm, I'm just. This is my experience from my my my, my church experiences. We have this. This how we just grew up. But 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 that thing had nothing to do with God. <laughs> they don't have nothing to do with God. That won't mean that we have good service. Because of that happened in the church, that don't mean that God was spirit was there, because all of that uh, uh, went down in the service. We have to rediscover God when we go out. When 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 that one person come in the church, and really need help for God, we really need deliverance. We really need spirit to be cast out. Are you sensitive enough to understand it? Do the midst of all the shouting and all of that going on, that you can go and pray and intercede for that person in the middle of the service. That's rediscovering God. When we have an understanding of of all the um, things that we do in service, uh, we have a sensitive ear to go and do what God called us to do. And I'm, I'm gonna close on this. God just reminded me of something when I was younger. Uh, we had a a guy in our in our church. And the Holy Spirit told me to go and dance for him, grab his hand and dance for him. I said, I don't sound. And I fought it the whole time. I didn't do it. And uh, our first lady, she came out the pulpit, grabbed his hand, and started dancing for him in the service because he couldn't dance. He, you know, he was kind of bound. And the Holy Spirit said, when I tell you to do something, do it. But I fought it because I thought I knew God. 
Mm-hmm. I thought I knew God. I said, well, I'm going to go praise God for him. And all of that. But I was in my church. I was in my church ways. I was in my church uh, my, my, my church mindset. And I was also thinking, well, if I do this, somebody's going to say something to me. Why you do that? Why you do that? Because I was looking at man approval and all of that. But God was saying to do that. That he had to get somebody else to do it. To show me that it was God. Because I had my own desires of who what God was. And how the spirit of God moved. But it was not God's spirit. I had to go back and repent. Because God told me to do something. I didn't do it. Because I had my own mindset of how God operates. So I had to go through this process. And I'm still going through this process now. Of rediscovering who God is. Re-understanding who God is. I had to. I got, sometimes I got to move all of that. All of that church stuff. That was in my brain growing up out my out, out the way to understand who God is because that could be a, a stumbling block. That could be a stumbling block. I uh I thought I was finished. God just brought me my mindset to one more thing. Uh, I was talking to somebody that was years ago, and they said that they wouldn't they didn't want to pray for someone because they had tattoos. And I looked on. What do you mean because they had tattoos? Because if I go pray for them in the position that I have, the people of God are going to look at me funny. And that's why you didn't want to pray for them because they had tattoos all over their body. And I told them, I felt sick to my stomach hearing that. But I understood it because they had a, because of, of, of the quote unquote uh, position that person was in. And the people of, uh, I, don't want, I don't want to say the people of God, but I have to say the people of God because they don't understand who God is. And that's the whole purpose of somebody coming to church. It's not for you to jump around and shout and speak in tongues. It's because for the people that come and get delivered. Because they read the word to the people here. When Pastor Josiah read the word and called everybody to the temple and read the word, the people got changed. They got delivered and everything that they thought God was got thrown away, got burnt up. That's the whole <laughs> that's the whole thing of the reason why we have service. That's the whole reason why we call to come together on Sundays or Wednesday nights or Tuesday nights or Friday or whenever all that so the people could be changed. But if we have that mindset of this is how God is and I can't um and God is this and that and we got to put him in this little box, like I said earlier, then we missed the whole point. They missed the whole point because the person don't look like you because they got tattoos on, because they come in with a a, a, a t-shirt on, or they don't have a dress uh, outfit on. And when I was joking around with Bishop, um, I grew up, and I, I think Pastor Walter can under, understand this too, uh, um, that we we dressed up for Sunday service. We, we, we dressed up. We was uh, stacked down, head to toe. And I said, when I go to Brother Bishop Jackson's church, that's said, don't do all of that. I said they look like they free sometimes. They don't do all of that. They 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 may have a suit on, or they might just have a, a, some pants and shirt on. And I'm not saying nothing wrong with that. But I said they look so free. I said sometimes we got to come in. You got the the clergy collars on. We got to have the robe on, the casket on, the the, the surplus on. All these layers that we got to have on. When we go into service, sometimes got crosses around the neck and stuff in our pockets, and the collar choking you, and and they got this and that and on, and like it's hot. It's hot. And I'm saying this is my experience. I'm saying sometimes it's hot. And <laughs> complications and all that. And I'm not saying that God doesn't on all of that stuff. But that don't have nothing to do with God in a sense. 
of if, 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 if we have all of that on or we just have a t-shirt on and some jeans ministering to people what is God's will being done is God's will yes. being done you know I, I tell us I joke around sometimes I say I wish I can um, go in t-shirts and jeans to church sometimes on Sundays when I go visit somebody so, and I know I probably can do it with Bishop Jackson don't, but you know because they, 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 they look at you because of the position that you are in that you got to look a certain way and I understand all of that I that's, I was born and raised in church. I understand all of that. But does that? But are we doing what God called us to do when we are in the positions? Are we bringing people to Christ, or are we just looking at them in any kind of way? So I just want to have uh, us to have an understanding that we need to rediscover God, just as they rediscover God. When the word came back to the church, oh God, you give me something. I'm gonna have to write that down. But um, mm -hmm. when the word came, but when the, when they rediscovered the word of God in the church, the church changed. The church changed, and I'm, and like I said, with, and I'm just picking back on what Brother Jr. said the other day, uh, the other week about how church is doing this and that. When the word of God gets back in the church, the Come church on, gonna change. We praying for revivals. We praying for um, all of these things that go on in churches, and God's going to do it. But if the word of God doesn't get back into the church, it's not going to do anything. Selling chicken dinners, having young people rallies, all of that stuff that we do—not saying nothing wrong with it—that's not going to keep the uh, the people in church. Because if they're going to come to church for the chicken dinners, then after a while, they're going to get tired of the chicken dinners. They're going to go out. That would happen with them in the wilderness. God giving them quail and manna. They say, what is this? After a while, they got tired of it. They started complaining again. That didn't help. That stuff, that is good. Habit programs. I'm not telling nobody not to have any programs. But we have to get to the place that we rediscover God and what God, what what do you want our church to do? God, what do you want me to do in ministry? Not what I think I'm supposed to be, not what, what the title elder says according to the handbook, this is what an elder is supposed to do. Because to the handbook, this is what a prophet is supposed to do. According to the handbook, this is what a bishop is supposed to do. God, what do you want me to do in this? Because he created us all differently. We all have different um, maybe titles and positions. Some of us may have the same ones, but we all are different. My my personality is is totally different from some other. I'm, sometimes I'm too energetic. Sometimes, something. Sometimes I'm, I'm I'm quiet as a mouse, and you, and you can't even hear me um speak. But God, what do you want me to do with this? You gave it to me. This is my personality. You gave it to me. What do I need to do with it? So, with that said, I was just saying for us to have a, a desire to rediscover who God is. I'm not saying that you don't know who God is because I know y'all been preaching and teaching probably way before I was born. I, I am, I'm not that young. I'm just I'm 41. Some of y'all probably started ministry when I was a baby. But we have to understand of God, what do you want us to do? Rediscover you. This everything is all this sounds good, God, but did, did I lose you in the translation? Did I lose you in the translation, God? 
you know, we the, the the young people have a thing when the, when somebody says something that don't sound right, they say that the map the math is not mapping, the math is not mapping, and sometimes I want to say that the church is not churching because we, we we have all of these things and they sound good, but are we re? But we have to get to a point that we rediscover who God is and. Father God in heaven, I just bless you, God. I honor you for your word. God, I honor you for the heart, oh God, to speak to your people. Father God, I ask you right now, Father, to give us a heart and desire to know who you are truly, Father. In the name of Jesus, God, I bless you and I thank you right now, God. Hallelujah. Open up my heart and my mind, oh God, and my ears, oh God, that I can minister to your people that you see fit, Father. Oh God, I call for, for your work right now, God. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now to your ministry angels to go and touch every single one of them right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. I'm moved by your power, by your might, Father, that we know who you are, Father. Oh, God, I honor you and I thank you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I bless your name, oh, God, and I thank you, oh, God, for your power. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I thank you for your mercy and your grace, Father. I thank you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. I bless you. Oh, God, I love you. God, I bless you right yeah. now, Father. Ha. Yay, God, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that the anointing yes. was so heavy, Father. We thank you that you have given yeah. the word each you. of us, dear Heavenly Father, and the word was on point. And Father, now you bless the man of God who brought the word. You have carried him to a new level and to a new place. Father, he spoke of discovering you, Father. Now you've carried him into a new level of discovering, a new dimension in you, Father, and you are taking him even higher. Father, we thank you for that right now in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the heavy outpouring and anointing that will continue to fall on his life for being obedient unto you. Father, we thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that where he goes, Father, you will give him the land for your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We need you for it. And Father, we thank you for the anointing that has been so heavy tonight, Father. And your servant who was obedient to you, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father. Hey, glory, we thank you. Lord, thank you. And thank you as you continue to exceedingly and abundantly bless him beyond measure, beyond measure, because he has thank opened you. himself up to you, Father. We thank you for that. Yay. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Brother, he's taking you to a new level and a new place. 
Or a boss of Colonia of Bulgaria. This is only the beginning. He says, I will take you even higher, says the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Many yokes will be snapped because of the new level where you have gone and the place that the Lord is taking you. And you will hear the yokes snap in the presence of the Lord as bondage is being broken. Well, as far as I know, I'm available for next Thursday night, so let's plan it. But everyone have a wonderful Christmas. Yeah. You too.